This installment of Bach on Wednesday was prepared for release on August 31st, 2022. Greetings. This is Terry Noeltow, and this is Bach on Wednesday, an internet broadcast that is made possible by the generosity and the support of the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture, a not-for-profit entity in the state of Connecticut, and its charming, charismatic, dynamic, delightful, and persuasive executive director, Lin Yen. For me personally, the arrival of a package from the J.S. Bach Stiftung of St. Gallen in Switzerland is always a source of delight, and rarely more so than the package I have just received, because it has in it not one, but three new releases, which I am going to share with you on this broadcast with certain expansions that these releases suggested strongly that I make. The first compact disc of the three in the package is a disc entitled Bach im Fluss, ein thematischer Kollage mit Ausschnitten aus Kantaten und Instrumentalwerken. The English title provided by the J.S. Bach Stiftung is Bach and the River of Time. What it is, is a most enjoyable anthology of movements derived from 17 different compositions by Johann Sebastian Bach. And I'm going to take the time, I hope you won't be too bored, to read to you what those contents are. I promise not to re-inflict them on you at the end. The contents are Preludium for Cembalo, Preludium for Harpsichord. I might add that these intervening movements all are improvised by the performers. Then the final chorale from Ach wie flüchtig, Ach wie nichtig, BWV 26. The Andante from the Sonata Number no. 2 in A minor for the violin alone, BWV 1003. Interludium for harpsichord and choral fragments. The aria for bass, Vogeist Duin from BWV 166. The recitative for bass from BWV 166, Gleich wie die Regenwasser, an interludium for harpsichord. The opening chorus from Ach wie flüchtig, Ach wie nichtig, BWV 26. The tenor aria 
from BWV 26, so schnell ein rauschend Wasser. Then the Forlan from the Ouverture number no. 1 in C major, BWV 1066, an interludium for harpsichord, and then that Forlan again, this time played more quickly. Then the Sinfonia that opens the cantata BWV 21, interludium for harpsichord. The duet, Komm lass mich nicht länger warten, from BWV 172. Then, an Überleitung, a lead-in for cello. The Preludium in C major, from Das Wohltemperierte Klavier, what we call Book 1 of the Wohltemperierte Klavier, BWV 8461. Then the Chorale for tenor from the Cantata Wachedau mm-hmm. für Tonste Stimme, BWV 140. The famous Zion hört die Wächter singen. Then the Richard Carey in six voices from the musical offering. The final chorus from the Johannes Passion, BWV 245, Ach Herr, las dein lieb Engelein. The Sarabande from the suite number five in C minor for the cello alone, BWV 1011. The concluding chorus of the Easter cantata, BWV 31, So Fari Hin zu Jesu Christ. The sonata from that same cantata, an interludium for harpsichord, and then to conclude the final chorus from the cantata, BWV 21, Das Lamm, das erwürget ist, lobt und Ehre. The performers are Ulrike Hofbauer, soprano, Alex Potter, male alto, Makoto Sakurada, tenor, Wolf Matthias Friedrich, bass. The orchestra of the J.S. Bach Stiftung, which plays on authentic instruments, and I should mention that the cellist who appears in that one brief selection is Maya Amrain. The whole production is directed from the harpsichord by the music director of the J.S. Bach Stiftung, Rudolf Lutz. Bach im Fluss. Bach and the river of time.
Gewalt sei unserem Gott von Ewigkeit zu Ewigkeit. Gewalt sei unserem Gott von Ewigkeit zu Ewigkeit. Und Gewalt sei unserem Gott von Ewigkeit zu Nachdenkliches zu Zeit und Ewigkeit Bach and the River of Time Contemplations on Life and Eternity An anthology assembled by Arthur Godel and Rudolf Lutz, the music director of the J.S. Bach Stiftung in St. Gallen, Switzerland. In the performances, you heard Ulrike Hofbauer's soprano, Alex Potter, altos, male alto, Makoto Sakurada, tenor, Wolf Matthias Friedrich, bass. The orchestra of the J.S. Bach Stiftung, which plays on authentic instruments, was directed from the harpsichord by Rudolf Lutz, who also prepared the various interludia for harpsichord. The instrumental soloists included as the violinist Renata Steinmann, the principal oboist was Kerstin Crump. The trumpeters were Patrick Henricks, Peter Hasel, and Klaus Pfeiffer. The cellist Maya Amrein, the flutist, the flauto traverso player, was Claire Gainevine. Bach im Fluss, Bach and the River of Time, really quite an enjoyable anthology. 
prepared by Artur Gödel and Rudolf Lutz, who called it a collage in English. It is a recent release from the J.S. Bach Stiftung of St. Gallen in Switzerland. They have a website, www.bachstiftung.ch www.bachstiftung.ch I understand, by the way, that there's an English language alternate website, and I am also told that they have performances available on YouTube. Whatever. Absolutely delightful. And that is the first of the most recent releases from the J.S. Bach Stiftung of St. Gallen in Schweiz that I am going to share with you today on Bach on Wednesday. St. Gallen in Schweiz. Yes, St. Gallen in Switzerland. I remarked that there were three CDs in the most recent package that I received from the J.S. Bach Stiftung in St. Gallen in Switzerland. The second is volume number 40 in the ongoing series of CD releases of recordings of performances of the Bach vocal music that the J.S. Bach Stiftung has been presenting in concert for over 10 years. The most recent volume contains the two cantatas in which Bach uses movements that subsequently ended up in the Clavier Concerto No. 1 in D minor, BWV, 1052. I realized that volume 40, if you will, completes the series because in previous releases they have recorded all of the cantatas that contain movements that appear in the seven completed clavier concertos and the fragment of the eighth which Bach started and never finished for whatever reason. Personally, I think he thought better of it, but that's another issue altogether that we may address later. The first two movements in the what ultimately became the concerto um, in D minor, BWV 1052, ended up or previously were used from whatever the underlying sources were, it is almost certainly a violin concerto, and there have been several successful reconstructions of it in that format, and more than one prominent Bach scholar has told me over the years that the reconstruction can be made with as good as 97 to 100% accuracy. It's also possible that there were organ and string 
accompaniment movements that also were made before the use of these movements in the two cantatas. In a cantata composed in 1726 for Jubilate Sunday, Wir müssen durch viel Trübsal, Bach uses the opening movement of what became the concerto as the opening sinfonia for the cantata. And, of course, it has additional wind instruments, oboes, tai, which is, if you will, a middle register oboe, bassoon, and the second movement, the slow movement, he works over as the opening chorus to the biblical text, Wir müssen durch viel Trubsal in das Reich Gottes eingehen. In this performance, which was recorded in concert in the Evangelische Kirche in Trogen, Switzerland, on April 27, 2012, the soprano is Ulrike Hofbauer. The altos, the male alto, the countertenor, Markus Forster. The tenor, Hans-Jörg Mammel. The bass, Wolfgang Matthias Friedrich. The chorus of the J.S. Bach Stiftung and the orchestra of the J.S. Bach Stiftung are conducted by Rudolf Lutz. The organ soloist is Norbert Zeilberger. Johann Sebastian Bach, the cantata BWV 146, Wir müssen durch viel Trübsal in das Reich Gottes eingehen. Thank you. 
Scharen und auch an mir wird offenbaren. Jetzt wein ich, da das Weltgetümmel bei meinem Sommerfrüh scheint. Bald kommt die Zeit, dass sich mein Herz erfreut. Und da die Welt einst ohne Grüße weint. Wer mit dem Feinde ringt und schlägt, dem wird die Krone beigelegt. Denn Gott trägt keinen nicht mit Händen
Johann Sebastian Bach, the cantata for Jubilate Sunday, 1726. Wir müssen durch viel Trübsal in das Reich Gottes eingehen, BWV 146. In that performance, which was recorded in the Evangelische Kirche in Trogen on April 27th, 2012, Ulrike Hofbauer, soprano, Markus Forster, altus, male alto, countertenor, Hans-Jörg Mammel, tenor, Wolf Matthias Friedrich, bass. The chorus of the J.S. Bach Stiftung and the orchestra of the J.S. Bach Stiftung, which plays on authentic instruments, were conducted by Rudolf Lutz. The organist was Norbert Zeilberger. Two years later, in 1728, Johann Sebastian Bach used what ultimately became 
the last movement of the Clavier Concerto Number no. 1 in D minor, BWV 1052, as the Sinfonia that opens a cantata that he wrote for the 21st Sunday after Trinity. Ich habe meine Zubersicht, BWV 188. This cantata poses some challenges when it comes to performance because the original autograph score is one of those that was cut up in pieces and the pieces sold off or given away to collectors. The present whereabouts of most, but not all by any means, of those fragments that were cut up from the autograph score of BWV 188 are known, but it still has to be reassembled from secondary sources. In this performance, which was recorded in the Evangelische Kirche in Trogen in Switzerland on October 26th, 2012, the soprano is Guro Hemli. The altos, the male alto, the countertenor, Jan Berner. The tenor, Johannes Kalischke. The bass, Manuel Walzer. The orchestra of the J.S. Bach Stiftung, which plays on authentic instruments, is conducted from the harpsichord by Rudolf Lutz. The organ obligato in the Sinfonia is played by Jörg Andreas Bürtiger. Johann Sebastian Bach, the cantata Ich habe meine Zuversicht, BWV 188.
Seine Liebe, so denkt sein Herz doch heimlich dran, das kann er niemals nicht entziehen. Und wollte mich der Herr auch töten, so hoff ich doch auf ihn. Denn sein erzürntes Angesicht ist anders nicht als eine Falke nur den Sonnenschein, damit durch einen sanften Riegel der Himmelssiegel um so viel reicher Müge sein. Der Herr verwandelt sich in einen Grausamen, um desto tröstlicher zu scheinen. Er will Er kann's nicht böse meinen. Drum lass ich ihn nicht, er segne mich denn. Drum lass ich ihn nicht, er segne mich denn. Er segne mich
That performance of Johann Sebastian Bach's Cantata Ich habe meine Zuversicht, BWV 188, for the 21st Sunday after Trinity, in 1728, was recorded in the Evangelische Kirche in Trogen, Switzerland, on October 26th. 2012. The first performance, to be precise, took place in Leipzig on October 17, 1728. In that performance, the soprano was Guro Hemli, the altos, the male alto, the countertenor, Jan Berner, the tenor, Johannes Kalischke, and the bass, Manuel Walzer. The orchestra of the J.S. Bach Stiftung, which plays on authentic instruments, was directed from the harpsichord by Rudolf Lutz. The organ obligato, the solo in the Sinfonia, was played by Jörg Andreas Bertiger. I want to make a few further observations about BWV 188, first with respect to the source materials. The autograph score was on simply dreadful paper, and many of the fragments that have survived have had to be encased between two pieces of plexiglass to preserve them. Part of the score may be found in the Sealy G. Mudd Library, at Princeton University. The other observation that I wanted to make is that, like BWV 146, the movements that ultimately were reused in the Clavier Concerto No. 1 in D minor, BWV 1052, have been augmented by double-reed woodwinds. And I have to say, those added parts are quite wonderful, and it's a pity that Bach did not use those when he revised, or rather prepared, the set of clavier concertos, which are accompanied by strings only. More about that in a bit. In that regard, I need to mention that there have been performers enterprising individuals who have prepared concertos from these various movements and have used the added woodwind parts that one finds in the cantata versions as a part of their reconstructions or creations of putative original concerto versions. And, having said putative, thus implied, original versions, I have to confront with you the reality about the manuscript that contains the clavier concertos that Bach prepared, obviously for use, in performances with the Collegium Musicum at Zimmermann's Cafe House in Leipzig, a building that stood 
until World War II, sadly a casualty of the Allied bombings. Sad, sad, sad. Because, unfortunately, we don't have the plans for that particular building and thus can't reconstruct the rooms exactly to know what kind of an acoustical space Bach gave those collegium performances in. Forgive me, but as Sir Anthony Eden once observed to Winston Churchill, a preposition is a bad word to end a sentence with. Churchill's retort was, Anthony, that is something up with which I will not put. Back to the topic at hand, the Clavier Concertos by Johann Sebastian Bach. There is no arguing with the reality. All of them clearly were arrangements, reworkings of previously existing music. Number one, we know about. Number two, I'm coming to. Number three, in D major, is a reworking of the E major violin concerto, BWV 1042. Number four, in A major, the underlying original does not apparently survive. Most likely, it was an oboe d'amore concerto. Number five, for which Bach used the middle movement as the opening sinfonia of the cantata BWV 156, to which I will return later, clearly came from a concerto of some kind, perhaps for oboe, because that's the solo instrument in the sinfonia. Number six, is a reworking of Brandenburg Concerto Number no. 4 in G Major, BWV 1049. Number 7 is a reworking of the Violin Concerto Number no. 1 in A Minor, BWV 1041. Number 8, which breaks off after a few bars, was derived from whatever the source materials were for the two sinfonias with organ obbligato from the cantata BWV 35. Here endeth the sermon. Let us now have the clavier concerto number one in D minor, BWV 1052. This magnificent performance is a hand's tooth, and there is a reason for that. In the late 1960s, Telefunken das Alteverk called upon Gustav Leonard to record for them all of the Bach clavier concertos. He couldn't do number one. He did all the others. The reason he couldn't do number one was contractual. He had already recorded it for another label, which refused 
to give him a release to record it again. So, Telefunken substituted a performance of the D minor clavier concerto with Herbert Takezi at the harpsichord and the Concentus Musicus Wien conducted by Nikolaus Hanoncourt. And the D minor concerto remained an orphan. For that reason, I'm going to share it with you because it is a wonderful performance. This performance was recorded in the mid-1960s by the Collegium Aureum, one of the pioneering early instrument ensembles and led by its concertmeister, its concertmaster, Franz Josef Meyer who also apparently was the founder of the ensemble. I am sure that there are people who know a great deal about authentic instrument performance practice, who will have many objections to what goes on in this performance. After all, it's almost 60 years old, and there's been a lot learned. That does not detract those failures, if you will, do not detract from the magnificence of this performance overall and, of course, from the magnificence of the playing of the solo part by Gustav Leonhardt. So, here with Gustav Leonhardt at the harpsichord and Franz Josef Meyer leading the Collegium Aureum is Johann Sebastian Bach's Concerto Number no. 1 for Clavier and Continuo, BWV 1052, by Johann Sebastian Bach.
Johann Sebastian Bach, the Clavier Concerto Number no. 1 in D minor, BWV 1052. The harpsichordist in that historic recording was Gustav Leonhardt. He was partnered by the pioneer German early music ensemble Collegium Aurium, led from the concertmaster's desk by its founder, the violinist Franz Josef Meyer. <laughs> 